What's up, change makers? Welcome to the SDGs and Me podcast, a podcast by the Jana Tipo Initiative in partnership and with the great support of the International Federation of the Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies, particularly Solferino Academy. I am your host, Grace Nekesa Waswa, and I am excited to be having yet another conversation with you about how we can transform our communities and how we can use the SDGs for the betterment of our society. Karibu sana to the show. I'm back with another guest today, a brilliant young man who is going to be talking to us about advocating for good health and well-being and is really going to be sharing with us his story about change making, how it started, where he is right now and how he has gotten to where he is. Mr. Joseph at Raphael, who is our guest, is the founder of Child in Action Africa. He is a SDG champion and he has worked with advocacy programs that are related to healthcare. And so he has some good experience with working with people in the healthcare um, change-making um, area. So without wasting much time, Joseph Hart, please, Karibu Sana to the um, show. Joseph Hart is calling all the way from Tanzania here at SDGs and Me podcast. We have guests from all of us. So he understands Swahili. Karibu Sana. Yes. Joseph Hart, we are truly honored and excited to be talking to you. And I really, I am looking forward to hearing your journey and um, how you have get, gotten to where you are right now as a change maker. So if you could please uh, give a brief introduction. I know I have slightly introduced you, but you could uh, maybe you, 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 you may do a better job than me. So you can introduce yourself and then we can dive into the conversation about how you got to where you are right now. Okay, thank you, Asante Sana. Uh, I'm Joseph Hart Maseke Rafael from Tanzania. Uh, who is Joseph Hart Maseke Rafael? Uh, Joseph Hart Maseke Rafael is a change maker, youth and children advocate, SDGs champion, uh, Alma Youth Ambassador, and a founder and chairperson of Child in Action Africa, which is a youth led a non-profit organization uh, that is dedicated to promote children's health and rights uh, together with the, uh, addressing the adolescent sexual reproductive health. Also, I'm a co-founder of AfterDrive, which is a web-based patient on the electronic healthcare record platform where people can easily upload and store the healthy data in real time and control their access to healthcare services. So that is a short introduction of me, and I will I will going to dive more on uh, all my short history from where I began to where I'm uh, right now. Uh, Joseph, just a minute. I I love your introduction. You said you're a change maker. You're SDG champion. You founded very yes. incredible organizations and you're working, you've worked with um, absolutely fantastic organizations. So I want you to just take us through your background. Tell us a bit about your background and how it has formed your social impact journey. Okay. Uh, I was born in Mwanza, Tanzania uh, in 1999. Uh, and I got started there at Mwanza from my primary school, secondary school, and to the advanced level. Uh, my journey started uh, when I was still young. 
because when I was young there, I always saw my mom who, who she's a gender activist and she has been advocating for the gender equality, education equality, and the issues of disability and inclusion to the young people and to the children and for the society also. Uh, I always saw my mom was, she, she, she founded an organization uh, which was dealing with uh, disability inclusion and also it was advocating for the rights of the disability people. Uh, from where I got a, a passion of being close to my mom, of being work with my mom, of being continue to address those challenges which my mom was advocating. So the passion I was being inspired by the movements of my mother, which she was doing at there. And when I growing up, she was still doing when I was growing up. So, and I asked her on how to do and how, where to start the movement when there. But when I reached in my uh, university level from the first year, it's where I realized that I have a potential. I saw I have moved to various region in Tanzania. So I have a potential. Why can I do something which will bring change to my community? If it is small from where it started, uh, I can do it. So I came realizing that I have a great potential and I can explore my potential and I can use my potential to touch the life of people in my community. From there, uh, I formulate and I, I formulate a youth-led group, uh, which we, we started doing some various projects from some various activities. And then we come to, to form a name, which was called uh, Child in Action Africa, because most of our activities which we were doing, they were basically, uh, they were basically for the children. We were doing some charities, promotion of children's rights, from where we begin to realize that let's focus on the children. So we have doing some project, the Baki Salama campaign, which we are advocating for the adolescent sexual productive ways uh, to reduce the uh, teenage pregnancy and the issues of family planning. And we have also promoting the quality education to the children who were even un unable to go to school due to lack of some necessities like uniforms, the books, and the stationaries. So we we have we did that. We give them to we give to the, those children, and they start go to school. So till here, I'm here. I'm doing some various projects with also Child in Action as my organization, but I've also collaborating with other organization and the international organization and other campaigns. So. Mm. That's where I'm at. Mm, fantastic. And I, I, your journey started from seeing your mother with her initiative and you were interested in that and um, you, were, you came up with a youth-led group and right now you're advocating for sexual and reproductive rights for girls. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question that's not in the questions that I had, uh, we had prepared. Just sort of curiosity and just in terms of get, gathering data because you are working you say currently you're working in the under the sexual and reproductive health rights with girls how is the situation there is it 
um, how many girls are missing school and how difficult is it? Because there, there must be something that has that led you to activate and to 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 um, advocate, sorry, not activate, advocate for sexual and reproductive health rights. How is the situation in Tanzania? Uh, the situation in Tanzania, for sure, uh, is, uh, we can say, is not actually good because uh, till now, many youth and adolescents are not aware of their sexual reproductive health. Uh, some of them, they're even unable to access them uh, due to some factors because other uses are then the villages, uh, other uses they like uh, uh, communication sources, and even others they are, they do not have uh, enough information or knowledge on how they can make uh, decisions based on their sexual reproductive health. Uh, and we can say that the sexual reproductive health is a main, uh, a main agenda which is uh, it's like every day, it's something that is every day, every day life. Because uh, through sexual reproductive health, if the girls are not aware of their sexual reproductive health, they can get, the, they can get teenagers, pregnancies, they can be affected with HIV, AIDS. And from uh, the data which we, we, the, it came on last, on last week, I think, when we were we were simulating on world HIV, there came almost 1.7 million in Tanzania are affected from AIDS, and the age which we are mostly affected is from 15 to 24. So you can see the age which is uh, it's between the adolescent and the youth. So this shows that youth are the most people who are affected with. AIDS, and there are most people who and their group which is uh, affected or not aware of their sexual reproductive health. So the sexual reproductive health is quite important to be addressed in our community. Mm -hmm. So that's where I've started to, to even advocating for the adolescents' sexual reproductive health. Amazing. You, you people, people that are actually advocating for such rights are the real heroes. And I love that um, even as a man, you are advocating for the rights of fellow women. I think that's very, very impressive and something that um, even our Thank listeners you. should really learn from that. So let's go to our next question which is the challenge yes. that you have seen in the healthcare industry. And I know you've mentioned a bit, I think, with a question on the sexual and reproductive health rights, you have the, there are challenges that have come out from your answer. But what other challenges have you seen in the healthcare industry as a change maker? Okay, okay, thank you. Uh, as a change maker who has been advocating for the health in my community, uh, despite being a um, professional, I'm a nurse. Uh, being a nurse, uh, being an advocate, I've seen various challenges in the healthcare stream. Uh, to mention, there is a healthcare workforce, uh, there's inadequate human resource for health. Uh, I think even in Nairobi, there's that problem. There are a few healthcare workers. Even 
you can see there's uh there can be many buildings whatever but if you go there the people who are giving services are few uh, we need a uh, healthcare personnel who may are specialized but there are few compared to the need of the people okay for example for us nes uh, uh according to the uh, to the international standard uh, one nurse should give service to eight, uh, 80 clients but if you come to the reality you can see one nurse even to 20 or 30 clients per day uh, which is not clearly also there's uh, a poor organizational or leadership uh, though in Tanzania there's a good leadership but if you come to the grassroots from the grassroots to the i mean to the hospital uh, there's a poor organization because uh, uh people who i mean the the leaders are not accountable so some of the leaders are not accountable or responsible for the for their task also there's a problem of uh, medicine uh medicine is quietly quietly important to everyday life even is the essential medicine if you go to the hospital uh, in the villages they like even the essential medicine the panadol the paracetamol all the antibacterials anti which are so essential so there is a problem of essential medicine so this problem has affected most of the people uh you can see the policies or the whatever they say are uh, elders they can get free services or there is more availability to the there's more availability of medicine but if you go to reality to the hospital there's there's no medicine also technology 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 is quite important to the healthcare system when we are saying the technology uh technology toward access of healthcare is very very important uh it's give a transparency accountability and efficiency uh, to the service delivery as at all so uh, there's a problem of technology which is uh technology it's improved the quality of healthcare so if you don't have enough technology or technology is not there well uh we can spend a lot of times on whatever but technology is quite important we need to dig dictate our health systems we need to dictate our services and whatever also there's a problem of information uh some people lack information i mean the flow of information to the healthcare is still not not good so to mention that but few that think that's uh, uh their uh the challenges also may add something about the service delivery the service delivery which is quite quite important service delivery means the affordability the equity the access the equal to healthcare services uh when we say the services are there but it is not affordable to people people cannot afford that services the equity the distribution of those health services uh as the old people can have access to those services even the people poor people who are in the village can have access to those services the distance people are walking 
kilometers to attend the services. So service delivery is quite important. You may meet a woman dying because of a distance to access the health centers for delivery. So I think those are the challenges which should be well addressed to, to our country. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's just to highlight what you've said. You've said that there's a challenge on um, inadequate human resource. You've said that the fewer nurses compared to the needs of the people or fewer health service providers compared to the needs of the people. I can only imagine how difficult that was uh, in during the COVID-19 pandemic because that must have yes. been very, very difficult. And that's a challenge that, that cuts across a, a lot of African countries. And I think uh, it's something that African nations need to uh, look into because it's really a serious challenge. You talked about medicine. Again, this is a challenge yes. that cuts across um, quite a number of countries in Kenya. There has been that challenge uh, of access to medicine uh, there's a challenge of technology. I mean, people are, other countries and other continents are embracing um, the use of technology in the health services. I think that's a challenge that also needs to be addressed. The challenge of service delivery, which I have really loved because you've talked about three important things, affordability, access, yeah. and equity. And I think that's really the backbone of a good healthcare system. It needs to be affordable, it needs to be accessible, and it needs to be equal for everyone. So really, thank you so much for, for mentioning that. Now that you've talked to us about the challenges, I want us to just dive into, uh, to connect to the question on the message you have for political leaders. We, we have, we already have the challenges in place, right? So what can political leaders do to address these challenges and to build resilient healthcare systems and healthcare strategies? Okay, thank you. Uh, I do remember uh, once Nelson Mandela said that accessibility to healthcare is a fundamental human right and not a question of income. All people have right to access the services despite their income. So the political leaders uh, have this message for their for them uh, in order to build a resilient healthcare system. Uh, first, we have to consider the universal health coverage. Uh, we should leave no one behind on the quality of healthcare. Pregnant women, the maternal, elders above sixties, uh, people all acknowledge even the under children. So we should ensure that all those people are well covered with the healthcare. So we should ensure that first universal healthcare coverage. The universal healthcare coverage is the provision of through the provision of health insurance. Uh, previous there were a bill uh, which is still discussed on the universal. I mean on the health insurance for all of people in Tanzania. So I think they will. It will go well, and all people will access that. Also, another message which I have to them is to raise uh, domestic financing, uh, domestic financing, finance for the health system, financing for the uh, to raise uh, to lay the funds 
and from the domestic resource mobilization to health budgets and appropriate allocation of donors funding directly to, to the health care. Okay, setting okay, another point, setting uh, enough budget for the human resource alongside creating the conducive working environment for the workers, especially who work in the rural areas. Because uh, most of the uh, healthcare workers who are working in the rural areas uh, are really forgotten. So we have to create a conducive environment for them. Also, the political leaders should ensure they use evidence-based decision-making that is creating and effectively using data for planning, resource allocation, and tracking the progress of the health system. Also, resource allocation targeting the poor. Mm -hmm. As I said, most of the people who are forgetting are people who are living uh, in the villages, in the rural areas. So the resource and should ensure that they are targeting the poor. The perspective, the perspective of self, self service delivery, human resource deployment, and in kind of transfer should give explicit priority areas where people concentrate for where people concentrate for easy access. To add on, uh, political leaders should understand that a combination of administrative enforcement and financial incentives, uh, for example, bringing healthcare workers, taking them to the, uh, to the rural areas so people can have access to, to those health services. Thank you. Thank you very much, Josephat. Um, I think our leaders, if they are very smart, they need to listen to uh, the suggestions you have given because I think with your experience with working with the people at the community level, and I mentioned that you people working at the community level are the, are the real heroes because you see the challenges and you, you're able to identify what the government can do. So thank you for those suggestions. So um, lastly, um, I see that our time is running out. Maybe you can tell yeah. us um, any sort of advice that you have for young people in advocating for the sustainable development goals or something that has inspired you, that has motivated you or over the years so that it can motivate other young people who want to advocate for the SDGs or they want to do something in the change-making world. Okay, thank you. Uh, I my fellow youth is, I should advocating, I should, uh, I'm advising them to, to start wherever they are. If you have passion to do something, don't wait. The time is now. So if you have something you want to do, something you want to change your community, start wherever you are, even if it's a small, Thing. Just start wherever you are. Because uh, when you start from there, you'll get the channel. You'll learn and learn and learn. And you'll know, you'll know more on what to do, on what to develop, on what to discover. So youth who want to be the change maker, all the SDGs advocates, 
should do whatever they want. They start whatever they are. They start whatever they have. Even if you have a zero budget, just do it. People will see it. Even God will see it. And also, they should uh, make sure they build a connection with people. They should know how to use the social media platforms well. They should make sure that they continue to learn, learn, learn. Learning is very, very important. They should be committed on whatever they are doing. So that's what I want to give the advice, uh, an advice to them. Also, to add on, uh, maybe they should talk to people who are uh, who inspire them so they can learn from from them. That's a small advice which I can a little advice which I can give to, to those people. Amazing. Thank you. To our young people, I hope that you've had start wherever you are with whatever you have. Seek advice from people that have already gone ahead because they have the knowledge and they can help you grow whatever yes. initiative that you have. Josephat, this has been a very beautiful conversation. I have honestly enjoyed it. I have been enlightened. And I think what I've loved most from our conversation today is the shared challenges that our countries face, the shared challenges in the in the healthcare system. And, you know, mostly the healthcare system and how it's not only shared between Kenya and Tanzania, it's shared between different um, countries around Africa. Thank you so much for coming on board, Josephat. We are honored that we what we had you today. And I really wish you all the best in um, your endeavor, endeavors. And I hope that you keep advocating for the sustainable development goals, even as you grow, not only at the local level in Tanzania, but at an international level. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. And thank you for this uh, platform. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity. And I want to congratulate you, Grace, for whatever you are doing. As it's yeah. such a good thing and such a fruitful to our community, fruitful uh, to the young people who are we are continuing to learn. And mm. you are doing good to inspire other young generations. So just continue and keep it up. Thank you so much. Asante, Asante.